This is Personal War Stories. Life's a battlefield. Join us as we tackle the personal struggles we face each and every day. Food, fitness, relationships, family values, business, society, pop culture, sports, politics, religion, and yes, much, much more. Renowned industry leaders and disruptive thinkers, my name is Steve Budin, and by my side, my trusted co-host is Don Ravid. Join us today as we reflect, rant, laugh, and learn, all while we tackle life's endless battles from their most unconventional perspectives. Ready? Here we go. Look, the topic today is should superstar uh, performers, athletes be role models? Look, we run into situations in the hip-hop industry glorifying drug use at times. Uh, we run into situations with professional athletes and the trouble they get into. Uh, Charles Barkley back in the day came out with a famous statement. And Don, why don't you uh, hip our listeners to what he said? Stay, Steve, thanks for the handoff. So in 1993, <laughs> Nike aired a brilliant commercial with Charles Barkley where he proclaimed, I am not a role model. And a lot of people took issue with that statement, including, if you remember this guy's name, Carl Malone, who played with the Utah Jazz. And Carl Malone said this, and I'm gonna quote, Charles, I don't think it's your decision to make. We don't choose to be role models, we are chosen. Our only choice is whether to be a good role model or a bad one. Now look, that was 1993, now it's 2016. Steve, where do you stand on that issue? So I actually think that in a way, both guys are right. Look, Charles Barkley on his face is right. Um, Professional athletes get paid a lot of money. It may be to represent the organization, but at the end of the day, it's to score baskets and win games. It's not to be a role model. However, whether you're paid to be a role model, whether it was the intention or not to be a role model, once you are, in fact, a role model, once you know that there are little kids out there looking up to you in a way that makes you a role model, no matter what you signed on for, does that or does that not put the onus on you to act accordingly? And I think there's two ways I look at that point. A lot of times I tell the athletes I work with, be wary of what you wish for. If you want franchise money, you're gonna take franchise heat. So if you want all that stuff that comes out of being the best basketball player in the world, there's certain responsibilities that come with it, regardless if you want to take on those responsibilities, they're a must. And at the end of the day, people look up to you, people admire you, people are, uh, want things from you. And so because of that, you have a responsibility to your organization, to your family, to community, for, for legacy purposes, to just be decent. Now again, that doesn't mean uh, I tell you to sign the autograph, or I tell you, you can't, have, you can't get divorced, or you can't have tension at home, or you can't live a life that, with normal problems that we all do. But I do think it's, there's a certain heightened level of responsibility that you have when you're in that sort of position. And when you're gonna get, and the President of the United States is the perfect example, right? He is a family man, I'm sure they get in arguments at home, I'm right. sure there's tensions, he's a, he's a regular guy. But he's assumed... He stays his underwear. Yes, but at the end of the day, he understands too that he has a certain position of dignity and responsibility because the world looks to him. And so because of that, in the the law world, they call it avoiding the appearance of impropriety, right? It's just be dignified, understand your audience, and be respectful and thoughtful. I couldn't agree with you more. So when Charles Barkley says, I'm not a role model, cop out or not a cop out? I think that Charles Barkley, by saying I'm not a role model, uh, I, I think it's 
him saying, parents, don't uh, get rid of your responsibilities to lead your children because I might fuck up. So right. he was not talking about himself as Charles Barkley. He was saying, I'm not a role model. He was really saying, hopefully, uh, parents, wisen up. Parents, don't, step up. Don't right. make us the role models of yes. your children. Yes. So at the end of the day, it's up to parents yes. to, to really you know, hit their, their children to the scoop that these guys, hey, they're human beings just yes. like us. Exactly. Whether it's Barack Obama, Charles Barkley, or right. Michael Jordan, so it's no different they're going to fall short. Right. So I think I can give almost a more granular example. When a professional athlete makes it to the pros and he tells his family, don't quit your day job. Metaphorically, it's kind of what Charles Barkley is saying, I think, which is, I'm not a role model, which just means, not like, I'm not giving up or relinquishing my responsibility, which is, don't give up your day job as a parent. Right. You still have to do what you need to do, and I'll still do what I need to do. But ultimately, your children should be looking to you, not to me, to grow. So the answer for that is... Charles Barkley's right, it is on the parents, but he still has to step up and accept the responsibility that he too has a responsibility in this because he's been propelled to a certain level in life and, and with that level in life comes responsibility yes. and he has to own right. up to that. And then, and then the, ultimately the big question becomes, well what exactly does it mean to be a role model? So I think that is a perfect way to end this segment. We're up against a break right now, but when we come back, we're going to talk about is there a line, where is the line, and what exactly is crossing the line. Guys, this is Personal War Stories, Life on Planet Earth. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. This is Personal War Stories, life on planet Earth. Guys, we're talking about superstars and whether or not they should be role models. Now we're talking about the line. Where is the line? Is there a line? And what exactly is crossing the line? Don, give us some examples. You know what I'm talking about. All right, so a lot of times people ask me, is Carmelo Anthony a good dude? Is Stephen Curry a good dude? Is James Harden a good dude? Is Blake Griffin, Chris Paul, LeBron, all the players I've been very fortunate to work with? And the answer is, yes, they are. But like us, they have good days and they have bad days. But it doesn't matter whether they're a good guy or a bad guy, right? It's, that's kind of the irrelevant question. To me, what I'm concerned with in terms of the public's perception, the media perception is, how do they conduct themselves with you? Right. So, which leads me to, instead of identifying who's a good role model and who's not a good role model, I would rather give situations so you can understand what is expected of a role model. Right. So, for example, Steve, if I say to you, uh, Michael Jordan is having dinner and celebrating his mother's 80th birthday, and they're at the corner table at a, a great restaurant that you like. Let's say uh, Morton's or Ruth Chris, some you know, some good steakhouse, Peter Luger's, mm -hmm. and he's, she's and there's there celebrating with family, yep. and all of a sudden you see some kids lining up to ask Michael Jordan for his autograph during his mother's 80th birthday right. back in the corner. Right. Does Michael Jordan, as a role model, have a responsibility to sign that autograph? Okay, it's a great, great question. Love the question. Um, so first of all, if it's my kid and we're at the restaurant and he sees Michael Jordan, he's the biggest Michael Jordan fan ever, um, the best thing would be for him to leave Michael Jordan alone and to let him have his private time, to recognize that that's private time with his grandmother. However, 
if that doesn't happen and he can't do that because the the urgency and the intensity of seeing his biggest star is too overwhelming for him to use the power of reason and that is a privilege and that is something that comes along with being a star it causes people to go in panic mode we've seen it happen with the Beatles for sure it happens to, it's part of the reason why you want to become a superstar you right. think right. before you actually know right so now this is a cause and effect of one of the things that you were looking forward to as being a superstar so a kid isn't able to use his reason and he breaks free of his parents wisdom and he runs over to the tables now what I think being a role model would be and would, would entail for Michael Jordan at that point is not to surrender your choice. Right. When you're a role model, you don't have to surrender your choices. He has a choice. He has a choice at that moment to partake in, 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 in signing the autographs of the fans and, and, and giving a little bit of time, of his personal time to them. Or he can decide that this is his personal time and the people that he's with are more important at this point and he doesn't want to dilute their experience with him because they don't get that much time with him either. And that's his family. It's his grandmother. And he can decide to, to, to not uh, uh, participate in the signing of the autographs. However, what he cannot do is be rude to those fans. Exactly. So whether he decides to, to participate or not, he's got to at least give a little bit of himself to turn to the kids and say, hey guys, I'm so happy that you guys are here. I want you to know I love you guys so much, but I can't sign autographs at this time. I'm with my, it's my private time right now. This is my grandmother and, and, and she deserves this time. She deserves my attention now. So I'm going to turn around now. It's not because I don't want to hang out with you guys. I do. It's just that this has to come first now. I know you'll understand. Now that sounds like a lot, but it's not a lot when you're a guy like that and you've been propelled to a certain status in life right. directly because of these kids. Right. That wanted to, 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 to interrupt you and, and, and take some time, uh, time right. out, out of your important dinner. Right. So, so you, can, you can decide to oblige them or not, right. but, but the way you carry yourself throughout that process, right. that's what makes you a robot. Uh, exactly. And I think if people might think this is a complex example, let me th give you an even basic example. Right. Let's go back to high school. And you're at the dance, and a junior named Clarissa comes up to you. And she asks you to dance. And the truth is, you're not that attracted to her, which right. is completely okay because we Absolutely. all like our pizza difference, right? And she asks you to dance. Let alone our pizza faces. Yes. And she says, would you like to dance? And your response is, you always be respectful. And it's okay to say no. But you say no with grace and respect for her emotion and with some compassion. And you just say, Clarissa, thank you very much, but I, I don't want to dance right now. And for however she takes it, it's okay, right? But you held, you acted with dignity. Right. And to me, if you, you don't have to say yes to the autograph. You don't have to say no to the autograph. But just remember to be respectful of the person who's going out of your way to ask for the autograph. And that, to me, what role models do is that they operate with a higher level of dignity and compassion for the people who approach them. Let's switch gears for a second. Yep. Uh, what we see a lot of times uh, are athletes, superstars, uh, rock stars, hip-hop artists weighing in on uh, the day's topics in the political theater, uh, whether it's Republican or Democrat, liberal or conservative, uh, weighing in on guns, weighing in on all types of topics that, quite honestly, 
they're not well versed in. Right. You know, they're not they're not surrogates for for for, for politicians, or they're not supposed to be at least. Right. Um, and 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 what they've done their whole life is their their profession, whether it be right. singing or, or or playing a sport. So in no way are they are should they, in my opinion, should they be weighing in on anything like that yet. They seem to do to do that all the time. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Well, okay. There's, let me. I'm going to give you the lawyer approach on this one. Right. So, I do believe that everyone is entitled to express their opinion. Right. First Amendment rights. They should share and they should be able to talk about something. But at the same time, you have to balance that with so many people around the world want to know what you think and look up to you and respect you and take your word as gospel. So, if you're going to discuss an issue which you're not very well versed on, which you might have read a newspaper article on, you might have heard an opinion on, and you want to now use that as the baseline for a topic which is a very, very important hot topic. You've got to be very, very, very careful because at the end of the day, that's not something you have expertise in. So you want to be very, you've got to really balance your interest in First Amendment right versus you know that what you say could lead people down a strange path or put you in a strange position. So, for example, if this sounds complicated, if someone said, hey, I'm not feeling well, I can say, well, you should go see a doctor. Right. But no way am I going to say, you know what that sounds like? That sounds like you might have a malignant tumor. Right, because you're not. <laughs> because I'm not, I am not in the position to be able to diagnose. Right. So I think it's very careful. For, people need to be careful when you have that level of, uh, of um, cachet. And so many people listening to you and influence, you've got to be careful in terms of what you choose to opine about. Because I, I, I think it can, it can, uh, uh, it can be dangerous. It, make, it can make you look dumb. It can alienate uh, uh, your, your fan base. Right. Um, you know, uh, I was a, you know, a big Pink Floyd fan. You right. know, went to Roger Waters' concert. All of a sudden, half the concert became an anti-Bush speech. Right. Now, whether or not I like Bush or I don't like Bush... I didn't go there for a political rally. Right. I went there to get high and listen to some great music. Right. And all of a sudden, here I am. You know, I'm, I'm at I'm at an anti-Bush rally, and I just I think that something like that, it, it 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 as a role model, as someone who has been elevated to a certain status in life by a a, a group of diverse fans, right. you owe those diverse fans to to at least. If, if you're going to if you're going to give your your political opinions, you know you should at least be able to stand up and defend them and be right. ready for the for the backlash. Right. But, you know? but 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 you raise a very interesting point. In defense of the athlete, though, they're always under pressure to stand up for important issues because they have uh, the audience to do so. Right. And when they don't, people call them indifferent or apathetic, or all they care about is being athletes and. You know the community looks to them, and their community leaders de facto. So I, I am very like sensitive to the pressure that the that the athlete faces because they're being pushed into this position where they have to have an opinion on an issue. But at the same time, I think that they can politely say, "It's not for me to tell the world how to act on this issue." Not because fair. Not, not fair for them to. It's not fair because they don't know, yeah. right? And they can kind of give you a very blanket statement about what you know they think you should be doing. Right. But the truth of the matter is that I would rather them defer to say I think it's better to talk to someone who's an expert in that field, and it, it, it doesn't it doesn't take away from them having an emotion or a personal position on this. But they can't take a universal position to direct people to do something when they don't have enough of a basis for it to push people in those directions. And what's not fair is. When they go out and have too many drinks, 
hey man, I'm not a role model. But when they have something to say, oh, I got a platform, I'm a role model, I've got to use my platform because I have a platform. Well, it's got to swing both ways. If you're going to be that guy using the platform to, 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 to promote a political agenda, you better be lickety split clean and everything else you do because all that stuff is open now for and subject for debate right. and subject to, to, right. to be looked at and investigated because now all of a sudden you're coming to the front and you've got an opinion right. and you're trying to uh, take a movement forward. And, that, but, and that's the slippery slope about being famous and being a role model because everything you do is magnified. So if you want to take a stance and, and really be a political advocate or then the rest of your life must be perfect. Because otherwise, it puts a lot of what you're saying in. Uh, a lot, you lack a lot. You lose a lot of credibility. If I can poke holes in a lot of other things that you do, it shows me inconsistency with your positions. And it's a pressure that athletes face. It. I don't envy them. It's a, it's a very Listen, difficult position. Athletes train from the time they're seven years old to be athletes, and everything they do from seven years old on is focused on that. Politicians and royal families like the Clintons, the Bushes, the Obamas, the same thing. From the time they're seven years old, they know this is going to be a, a politician. And they make sure everything in their personal life is, is as clean as possible because yes. they know it's going to come under scrutiny one yes. day. Yes. That's why they're the ones talking out about issues. Right. And, not, and, and, and they're the ones that are, that are credible, right. uh, even though we know that humans are humans anyway. Look, right. it's a good way to end this segment. We're going to come right back after a break. We're going to you know, talk about all the lessons learned and sum everything up. And Adon will give uh, his final words and I'll give mine. Guys, this is Personal War Stories, Life on Planet Earth. Don't go anywhere. Personal War Stories, Life on Planet Earth. Guys, we're talking about superstars and whether or not they should be role models. So, Don, what's us hear your final word. Well, if we're going to talk about how I define a role model, to me it's not so much in what you say. To me it's kind of how you say it. So whether you say yes or no to the autograph, whether you have a political opinion or you don't, to me it's, it's about showing dignity and respect for the audience and respect for your fans and public and just being a thoughtful person, right? And at the same time, I want the public and the media and the news folks and the millennials and the influencers and everyone else to understand the position of the athlete. We're in a situation here where we have to balance the rights of the superstar with the rights of the public who wants access. So the next time that you see Carmelo Anthony having dinner with his family, I want you to be mindful of this. While you think you're the only person that night that's asked Carmelo Anthony for an autograph, I can assure you, you are the 277th person that day who has asked him for something. So when you walk to that table and you say to him, Mr. Anthony, I don't mean to bother you. Understand, you are. So, I, I absolutely agree. Right. So if he decides to oblige and sign the piece of paper, you're very lucky. But if he doesn't, don't be upset either. Because understand, you are one of a thousand people that has intruded into his personal space that day. But as a role model, his responsibility is to be polite and to be dignified and to be charming and to be thankful and to be appreciated of the attention and the adoration because he is in a very fortunate position. And but in a public place. In a public place. But you, as the autograph seeker, also have a responsibility to have compassion for his position and understand that there's a reason superstars live in big homes and fly on private planes and tint out their windows because they have no privacy in their life. 
So you as, a, as a, the autograph seeker understand, give them the same compassion and understanding that they wish from you. And at the same time, you'll admit that me and you both know certain athletes that absolutely love to be approached at all times. Yes. They are uh, seeking people to ask them for autographs. They right. love the spotlight. They love right. the attention. They drive around their respective cities wearing uh, hats with their team name on it on a bicycle so everybody will see them kissing babies, shaking hands. Yeah. There are all kinds of people out there. It is a balancing act at the end of the day. So what? Father? Mothers and mothers teach your children that the rock stars and the rap stars that they're following are not their parents. Enjoy their music, enjoy their antics, know that these people are actors. And if they're acting like assholes, they're just actors and not to follow them. Um, understand that these athletes are supernatural athletes who deserve to be admired for the accomplishments that they accomplish, but don't necessarily follow them and the way that they act off the court. They get to act a certain way because of those accomplishments and get away with it, yet a way that us normal folk don't get to act. So if we act like that, minus all those accomplishments, we're going to jail. That's how it works out here. So it's important for parents to school their children. It's important for us to understand there is a balancing act out there. The players have a responsibility in this. If you're a heckler out there, this one's a pet peeve for me. Look, do you have the right to heckle a guy? In, 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 yes. You have a First Amendment right. You paid for a ticket. But just think about it this way. There's a guy sitting next to you who has to listen to that crap all game long. You're probably your son is there. He's sitting on the other side of you. He's embarrassed by what you're doing. I know you paid a lot for the ticket. I know you think you're the biggest fan and you have a right to criticize every single play and yell out three seconds 50 million times like the refs are ever going to listen to you and call the three seconds. They can't even hear you. The only people that can hear you are the people next to you and you're bothering them. So stop. Guys, this is Personal War Stories. Life on planet Earth. Thank you so much for joining us. Athletes, superstars, role models. We covered it all. Have a good day. Life, it ain't easy for any of us. Every level of success brings another level of hardship. But that's why we're here, and that's why we created this show. To tackle the tough topics and share our experiences and opinions in the hope that it inspires you to search and ultimately find your own answers that work best for you. We'd love to hear your thoughts, stories, struggles, achievements, and even your failures. So please visit us on iTunes, Personal War Stories, Life's a Battlefield, and on our website, personalwarstories.com. Together, we'll grow our community and our awareness. Adon and I will always stay in touch. In fact, you can reach us on personalwarstories.com and on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, Personal War Stories. Until next time, peace. Love, perseverance.